this episode of our shorty was recorded before a lot of stuff was going down. We had this expectation that the baseball season would start on time, but due to coronavirus or COVID-19, make a great boy band name, (laughs) COVID-19, this episode just just sounds a little outdated because it was recorded beforehand. Not that important. I just wanted to come say hi, okay? Be safe and keep on docking. Be safe. Hey, Shalom, let me holla at you. Man, the outro music of this one was funky as shit. Ooh, you feeling funky? Come on, sit, fit, bop, bop. Come on down from Tibet and drop that on. Can you play that on your French horn? Uh, no. <laughs> I, the French horn is a very delicate and complex instrument. You saying French horns ain't funky? Mm, well, we're going to need some real funksters on it to figure out if the French horn could get funky. I thought that Cool and the Gang was like a gang of French hornists. That would be cool. They should do like French, horners. French orchestra covers of classic funk jams. Yeah, get on that. I won't. Uh, <laughs> this is April. Baseball season. Yeah. So there's a reason why you, why we're talking about baseball. Hell yeah, there is. The first Friday in April. When does the season officially start? Get your fucking phone out. I thought you were going to know this. I can tell you the day spring training starts because I'm planning on being there. I don't care about No one cares about spring training but you. Got to scout, baby. Got to get ready for that season. Jesus Christ, I don't have time to scout. We all <laughs> we all pick our poisons here in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, the season started already. It's it was an early start this year, March twenty sixth. Wow, it's our first game. But we're celebrating the early swings. The first the... weekend in April is yeah, really man. when this is supposed to happen. Yeah, man, we're all having a good time. Baseball. Let's talk about a baseball theme short, which last January, like I think half of those were at least baseball themed. Oh yeah, we started out year, Drew. You know, a lot of these shorts seem to be barely about the sport. No, they're more about crazy crabs. <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of more about the universe surrounding the sport. Love that crazy crab. But there's a reason why these 30 for 30s have some popularity. If it was just about like regurgitating statistics, no one would watch them. Yeah, you would. You'd, you'd probably beat off to it. Why <laughs> don't they statistics just say, you got? Why don't they go beat by beat through all the statistics of the bets of 1985? I don't understand. Yeah, that's what this was about, right? <laughs> The Mets. I noticed the Mets are in this. Very convenient. Bringing it up. For a Mets fan. Getting it in there to start the season. There's not that many seasons with hope for Mets fans. Well, that's true. Uh, What's this called? Unhittable. Sid Finch and the Tibetan Fastball. Wow, this Tibetan Fastball. Ooh, that sounds mystical. Sid Finch. Uh, We open up. On some dudes being asked. They asked these dudes about Sid Finch, and he's like, Of course I remember Sid Finch. Greatest baseball player ever. Great pitcher. He was incredible. Tall, lanky, 
crazy fastball. I think he broke a catcher's mitt or something like that. This is one of those things where you interview uh, 100 people and you keep the dumbest ones. Man on the street. I was like, why don't I know more about this story as I'm sitting here watching it? I was so happy to, to bring this story in <laughs> to somebody who didn't know the story. I've been sitting on this for a while. Like, I, Bobby, we got to do a baseball story for the first weekend of April. I think I had heard this mentioned <laughs> once before, but I kind of maybe glazed over it, didn't get lost in the details. So how blown away were you when it first started out? Well, they were talking about this dude who can throw a fucking 168 miles per hour fastball. I started laughing when I heard that. Because look... This played out where I didn't know exactly what was going on. Those guys at the beginning, I'm thinking like, wow, this Sid Finch guy, who is this guy, you know? The guy who never made it. But I got to admit, when they threw out his ability, Sid Finch is this guy who's in Tibet. He's a Buddhist. He said, what is the Buddha nature? And the older monk picked him up and threw him in the water. You know? And he has the ability to throw an amazing fastball. Fastest pitch ever clocked before this was only 105 miles an hour. And here he is throwing the ball 168 miles an hour. What? <laughs> you were. I heard you. You went, what? <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Obviously something's up because I don't know who this guy is. Well, you didn't realize you, that through the teachings of Buddha, you could harness where body and mind... I believe it's called chi meat and throw a baseball really fucking fast i have no doubt that you can convince some dumb fuck westerners of this for sure it's pretty much iron fist as a baseball player <laughs> shit we we mystify indigenous culture here we pretend it's magic and shit and like make them wizards in our fiction and shit it's like the things we do with shit we don't understand we turn them into magical beings it's weird it's weird that we do this but George Plimpton plays right into these hands, right? He gets it, I suppose. He broke the story. Yeah. In Sports Illustrated, he did the legwork. He uncovered the secret blocked-off cage that the Mets had built to hide their Tibetan phenom <laughs> when he threw his pitches. I thought they were going to have like some cannon rig, <laughs> like shooting things out real hard. It's like, a, like a, oh my God, did you hear that? But the Mets were actually good. This year in 85. It was a year, another year like this year when there was some hope going into spring training. We got our requisite, haha, 1962 Mets, what a shitty team, what a yeah. joke. With some good footage of when Casey When they Stengel. just start, it's not unusual to be terrible when you're an opening franchise. Yeah. And seven years later, the 1969 Miracle Mets win the World Series. It makes total sense. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but the Mets fandom surged. In absence of the uh, Giants and Dodgers fandom, that it, that would move elsewhere. Well, that's pretty much why the Mets were created. Yeah. The Giants and Dodgers had left New York for the West Coast. And all those Do Giants and Dodgers fans weren't going to go over to the Yankees. That was their hated rival. Yeah, all, their, all those kids' dads hated the Yankees. They grew up hating the Yankees. So New York got its second team. They sure weren't going to be, like, Red Sox fans, you know. So uh, maybe the, the Expos. <laughs> right? No, that's that's far away, man. The that's Blue Jays. Uh, Toronto is just an, a, tra a train ride away, you know. Blue Jays. They could have just liked the Blue Jays. Nah. Why don't you just enjoy the Blue Jays, Drew? Just enjoy the fucking Blue. Sit down. Sit down here on the couch and watch the, your Blue Jays. Well, maybe that would have happened, but they went and made a team called the Mets. Yeah, they did. Which stands yeah, for... I could pour all my attention onto. But they went back to normal for a while and had another bad... 
I don't like that, that they said back to normal. And they were like, they were back to normal and sucked <laughs> well, they were for most of the shit. 70s and 80s. <laughs> oh, good. They're back to normal. That <laughs> was worrisome when they won a World Series. We thought we were going to be happy. <laughs> I don't want to have to root for another Yankees here. That's no fun. <laughs> but in 1980s, they started to be good again. They had a phenom and Doc Gooden. And then they went out and they found themselves another phenom. They scouted this dude named Sid. Finch, this lanky looking dude who looks more like uh, he's gonna go get like three hot dogs and sit in the stands than he is gonna be playing for the New York Mets. The word beanpole gets thrown around a bunch. That's that's hurtful. You know, if he's tall and lanky though, if he's got a good whip, he can get some motion on it. And if he's harnessed his chi, yeah, through the power of his French horn, his Tibetan food bowl. A prayer mat and one boot. The French horn detail. Anyway, George Plimpton, the writer. Not related to Martha Plimpton. I looked it up. But Martha or Bill Plimpton? Plimpton? Martha Plimpton's the daughter of Keith Carradine, though. I didn't know that. That's facts I learned today. <laughs> well, the fastest pitch ever thrown <laughs> in recorded baseball history was 105 miles per hour. Yeah. But Sid Finch threw on 168 miles per hour. Yeah, it seems hard to believe. I gotta say, seems hard to believe. Well, that's because you haven't mastered your Buddhism yet. You're right. Or your French horn. Why the French horn? There's all this great stuff in the pictures. They've got the story. Plimpton did the research. He (laughs) saw this phenom in Mets spring training. They had the pictures of him out there on the field. His catcher had a hole in his glove from catching it. Yeah, they went out to spring training. You got pictures of the catcher hurting his hand. The pitching coach giving him some some tips, some advice. Maybe like wear two shoes. Instead of just one. You know, right, he would, coach advice. he would have like one shoe. One boot. Yeah. <laughs> and then they went and dug deeper. They found out that his parents were killed in a plane crash at an early age. Makes sense, yeah. He spent time in a British For orphanage. the record, I'm glad Sid Finch's parents are dead. I just want to say that. Damn, dude. I know, it's harsh, but you gotta like uh, I, give one to the, to the gods. I mean, you just have like this British orphan fetish, I know. <laughs> You want everything to be Oliver fucking Twist all the time. Please, sir, kill my parents so I can be a British orphan. But he persevered, damn it. He spent his time in Tibet, and then he got into Harvard. Fucking Harvard. Yeah. Harvard? You watch the socks, yo, dude? Spent time in Harvard. Harvard? How do you like them apples? With his French horn. With my French horn, bro? He played the French horn at Harvard. Hey, why don't you come over here? Play that French horn. And then we're introduced to Joe Burton. Who the fuck is Joe Burton? Joe Burton is Sid Finch. 1985, I was an art teacher not too far from my house at uh, Julian Middle School. I would attend symposiums, occasionally get to Oxford to lecture on Lawrence of Arabia. Oh. What? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. What? <laughs> Now, like, he's got dual personalities? Is that what you're talking about? He's an art teacher. That can throw 168 miles per hour fastball with his other personality, Sid Finch. But wait, the date on the release of this Sports Illustrated... Drum roll. 1985. Yeah. April. Wait a minute. First. What? This story blows up, though. It's all bullshit, and it explodes. We get to Lane Stewart, who was the photographer dude. And he said, when the, uh, Sports Illustrated asked for an April Fool's story, and they got Plimpton, 
this famous author to write a baseball story, which he loved anyways. And he created this character and they asked Stuart to take the, he was the kind of the zany photographer that he took the goofy shots to take photos of him and Joe Burton, who was the model for Sid Finch, Jay Horowitz, the Mets PR director, who's still there. Yeah. Legend now in the sports PR field. Looking great. Decided to get totally in on this. All in. The Mets allowed Burton and the photographers to be there. They set up that cage, the groundskeepers, and they staged all these photos. There is no Sid Finch. They make it seem like, look, I wasn't there at the time. We were very young, you and I, when this broke. They make it seem like half the city was losing its goddamn mind because, oh my God, is this really going to be the Mets? We got a Tibetan wizard, Harvard Tibetan wizard. We've already got Keith Hernandez, that Seinfeld star. Excuse me. I don't want to disturb you. I'm Keith Hernandez, and I just want to tell you what a big fan I am. I love your comedy. Yeah. We've got Ron Darling, future TBS broadcast star. We've got Gary Carter, RIP kid. Dr. Gooden, Dr. Feelgood Gooden. Dr. K. This is going to be the Mets year. And now it's the Mets, that lovable underdog team that gets the Tibetan phenom. Yeah. And people are losing their shit. Other newspapers are going to fire their staff. How did you not come up with this before Sports <laughs> Illustrated knew about this guy? General managers from other teams are calling the commissioner like, whoa, 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 they got a guy who throws 168 miles per hour? <laughs> Honestly, I could be a mark for an April Fool's joke because I'm not paying that much attention, you know? I guess a lot of people are probably the same way. You want to believe, too. It's just fun. You do. You want to. And it was a well-written story with all these great photographs <laughs> that catch the theme. They threw in some hints for you, though, besides the 168 <laughs> Miles per hour. Why don't they just say 120? That seems like something that's improbable, but maybe somebody could come along and do that. Plimpton mentioned that he meant to type 138, but it was a typo, and Sports <laughs> Illustrated just ran with it. And he was so nervous when this thing came out. He was so nervous because he wanted to make it kind of believable, but yeah. still obvious. I mean, the subheader of the title, every word in that subheader, if you took the first letter of it, it spelled out Happy April Fools. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Have we checked everything written regarding the Jeffrey Epstein case in that way? Because oh. maybe we can get some information. Oh. Was it too soon for Jeffrey Epstein? Look, this is a fun story, man. <laughs> We're enjoying this. Being the April Fools on the 168-mile-hour French Hornist. How old was Jeffrey Epstein in 1985? God damn it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> But even after it comes out, people still love it. There's a couple of, you know, prissy little snowflakes. They were doing man-on-the-street interviews. They were yelling about it. Oh, I'm never going to subscribe to this magazine again. I thought you had integrity. <laughs> My butt. One day there'll have been something called Twitter, where I can spend all afternoon doing this on the something called the interweb. meal was substandard. <laughs> She should smile more at the KFC. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like it, but everyone else liked it. They had fun with this. All of a sudden, the art teacher, Joe Burton, becomes a sensation. <laughs> it's the summer of Sid. He's signing autographs as Sid Finch. His students are like, does this mean you're going to leave? <laughs> Man, Joe's raking it in. He gets laid for the first time. For bean poles everywhere. <laughs> 
You did it. Tip of the cap, Joe. <laughs> Plimpton liked his story so much, he ends up making it a full-length book. Yeah. The story of Stid Finch. The story of him grifting. And then, it, and then of course, half the city that was freaking out was like, ah, I knew all the time, dude. Come on. You didn't fool me. Yeah, he didn't get me, man. I Forget knew it. since he only had one shoe. Yeah, you know, it was all a big joke. I was in on it, too. I told all my buddies. I was like, you stupid. Shut up. I know there ain't no such thing as Tibetan wizard fastballs. Yeah, there's no such country as Tibet, you fucking moron. All right? Uh, that's too soon. The French one? There's no fuck. <laughs> oh, God. French horn, never heard of it. You're a fucking lion, dude. <laughs> oh, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you expect me to believe there's a school named Harvard? Huh? You fucking piece of shit. They dressed up a Mater D as like a professor of Oriental Studies <laughs> to explain how Sid Finch was able to throw the ball so fast. <laughs> 168 miles an hour, dude. Look, everyone knows numbers don't go past 100, stupid. All right? You fucking don't. We're probably about 10 years away from someone actually throwing a 168-mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> they just let steroids flow through you. <laughs> and cybernetic arms. Yeah, who cares if you tear every tendon in your body? They can rebuild that now. Will we see a cyborg league before we're gone? Mutant League Baseball. Yeah. Bring back Mutant League. You know, they'll probably just do experiments on prisoners and brainwash them, so... I'm a little worried. Man, why about can't it. you let this be fun? Uh, sorry. Why can't you let this be light I, and enjoy it? I don't know. There's, my brain chemistry has changed since Donald Trump was elected. It's just, I'm sorry. This is a Tibetan hero who throws 168 mile per hour fastballs <laughs> with one shoe on <laughs> for the Mets. Yes, for the Mets. But it's all right if it's not real because the Mets, the infamous 86 Mets, would win their World Series next year after the summer of Sid. World champions. And that's really why you wanted to play this. It works into April Fools. It works into opening the baseball season. And also, it just shows the Mets winning a World Series again. And I wanted to show off my baseball card of Sid Finch. Oh, yeah. You have a baseball card. Now that baseball card's a little more interesting. <laughs> he showed me... I didn't know the story. He showed me this card. And I'm like, is he in the Arctic? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> why is he wearing a shoe? Where did you get that card? Uh, from my dad. Oh, yeah? Dad found it online, some weird thing. I don't know. <laughs> That's fun. It's fun. Well, you got his rookie That's card. the point. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they ended the story. He he decided that he couldn't play baseball. They should have. During his spring training tryouts. The opulent lifestyle, the money, the fame. It, it didn't jibe with his uh, you know teachings of the Buddha. If only they held out somehow just long enough to get some actual baseball cards printed, you know? Those things are probably a rival of Simonis Wagner shit. Well, I got one. Yeah, man. But this story would later be adapted to the movie The Scout with Albert Brooks. Mm. <laughs> An underrated Brendan Fraser classic. Was uh, George Plimpton involved? I don't actually know. That was kind of a joke, but that movie does actually take a lot of beats from the Sid Finch story. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, to and, be honest. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll watch that one later. You'll give it some of your, uh, your Ronnie Howards or whatever you give movies yeah uh um clint howard his brother the handsome one drew we don't rate short documentaries april fool by the way and happy baseball spring that was fun how much did you enjoy the curious case of sid finch it was a lot of fun which is the name of the article the documentary that we just watched was unhittable sid finch and the tibetan fastball yeah this was a lot of fun i'll give it three baby herd songs because that's what we use for short documentaries 
Good job, Peter Sillen. Yeah, you, was... you enjoyed this. You didn't. You didn't make the twist until halfway through it. It was rewarding that I didn't know that much about it. I was so excited for you. Yeah, I, I loved <laughs> everything about <laughs> the story and bringing it to more people. And yeah, they did a great job with this shorty because they they go all in with it first and then pull it back slowly and then go through all the the ramifications later on. They don't try to Shyamalan you it or anything like that. <laughs> he but was they dead. Do save the twist. <laughs> he was dead the whole time. <laughs> three out of three. <laughs> he was a tree. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, hey, that's a perfect short documentary. Perfect. Like a 168 mile per hour fastball breaking every bone in your catcher's hand. Yeah. That is fun. Everyone should watch this one. This is a. I think this might be my favorite 30 for 30 short we've probably done so far, you think? Uh, April Fool to you. Haha, ha, you thought this was like an A list podcast. It's actually a D list podcast. Whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> and keep on docking. Happy baseball. Let's go, Mets. Which stands for Metsophiliac, Metsashevitz. It's like a Jewish word, right? It's just something we can spell. You go (laughs) M-E-T-S. Metropolitans. I get it. The Metropolitan Baseball Club. Uh, Does anyone ever say, go Metropolitans? No, they say, go Metropolitan Baseball Club. Go Metropolitan Baseball Club. (laughs) Here's my t-shirt, Metropolitan Baseball Club. Do people chant MBC? No. Okay. Just try it. Mets, <laughs> Mets fans, just try it. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies. Bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life. Because the Mets are really sucking the ball. Knocking those home runs over the wall. East side, west side. Everybody's coming down. Meet the M-E-T-S-Men.